Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Wednesday edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's uh, top stories. Uh, and I know I normally do uh, social media stuff for you guys in the morning. I uh, didn't do it this morning because I was out actually covering a story. We'll, story. we'll get more on that later because it was actually uh, two different stories of, of relevance uh, for us. But we'll begin, actually, the story you're covering tonight, David. Um mm-hmm. Uh, Richmond police starting their meetings where they're going to be talking to the uh, the community about policing and more than likely about that incident from over the summer. Um, uh, this meeting tonight, uh, where, where is it exactly? And uh, I guess there's actually a couple this week. Yes. So it's one of several they're doing this week. This one's specifically for uh, residents of Richmond police's second precinct but it's down on a uh, Midlothian turnpike at liberation church. Um, and yeah, it's at six 30 tonight. And it is, you know, the police have the Richmond police have described it as sort of um, an effort to help rebuild community trust. They don't say following sort of the, the dogwood Dell uh, incident over the summer, but that is sort of the implication. Um, that has been sort of the focal point in talking about uh, trust in the police, like community trust in the police in Richmond lately. Um, so yeah, it's, they're going to be talking to the community, answering questions. And it's one of a couple of these they're doing this week. Right. And, and I believe the next one is um, in the, uh, off of uh, Monument Avenue. I want to say it's the first precinct, but it might actually be the third. I don't remember the precinct. Third, I yeah. But it's, I think uh, that one, I think that one, we may get even more questions um, not that we won't get questions about it tonight. I think we're going to get a wide range of questions tonight. Um, but, uh, with the, uh, with the event, uh, tomorrow, just because that's a little bit closer oh, to sure. dog Dell. Uh, yeah. so, you know, you know, and the, the alleged plot and just to remind folks, of course, police claimed back in July that they broke up a, an alleged mass shooting that at the time they said was dog Dell, although no evidence has ever been provided that either a, there was an alleged mass shooting or B, um, that the location was Dogwood Dell. And of course, police have been under criticism ever since that, that weekend back in, back in July. So this will be interesting to see how this plays out. And obviously it'll be more than I know you aren't in tomorrow, but we'll be talking about, uh, more tomorrow. Um, yes. As this comes, comes through, um, there was another, uh, police story and I seem to be, to be sticking you a lot on police uh, related stuff lately. Um, interesting situation out of Hopewell that we weren't really able to get additional details on. Um, but apparently this child was abducted or, or convinced to get in a car and then um, couldn't, wasn't allowed to use her cell phone, felt uncomfortable, wasn't allowed to leave. And then and eventually Hopewell police made, made uh, an arrest for, for an alleged abduction of, of this uh, young kid. Yeah, the way I understand it, um, at least as the Hopewell police have described the incident, yeah, the the, the child was uh, convinced to get in this car in Richmond, and then 
was driven to Hopewell. And that was when sort of uh, the child suspected something was up as, you know, at least as the press release suggests and uh, escaped when given the chance. And then, so the child is safe, um, but uh, the arrests have been made of these. So that happened last night and then arrests have been made today of these two yeah. people yeah. who uh, allegedly did abduct this child. Yeah. Um, yeah. One is a 64-year-old Hopewell man, the other a 42-year-old uh, Henrico woman, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been charged with uh, abduction and preventing use of uh, a, of 911. Um, and, we, you know, I've, I've already seen speculation on the internet that, oh, maybe this is sex trafficking or something. We'd love to get more details on that. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to. I, I know you made several calls. You haven't been able to reach uh, Hopewell Police at all for additional details. No, they are. Uh, yes, I was unsuccessful in my attempts to get in touch with them. Uh, I think I caught them between shifts of the media people. But uh, but yes, yeah, so probably more on more information on that will be forthcoming eventually. Um, right now. There's not a lot of details, but the the kid is safe. So it ultimately has a happy ending. And, and just to be clear, this again started in Richmond and ended in Hopewell, and that's where the arrest was made. Yes, that's what the drive, you know, because that's a good 30 minute drive. Um, and that plus the them not allowing the kid to contact their uh, relatives on their cell phone was sort of uh, the tip off and then. Yes, the the child escaped. I was actually almost down in Hopewell today, and you know, you mentioned how far that drive is, um, because um, the there was a major economic development announcement at Meadowville uh, Technology Park, which is just off of Route Ten. Route Ten, of course, is the road, the high the highway, for lack of better terms, that takes you into Hopewell. Um, what was announced was uh, this California company, Plenty. Um, they they deal with farming. They're creating the world's largest indoor vertical farm at Meadowville Technology Park. Um, And it's going to create 300 jobs. It's a $300 million investment. Um, They hope to have their first strawberries out for delivery at the end of next winter, not this winter 2022, but winter uh, 23 into 24. and uh, it's going to go not far from, if you know where the Amazon location is in Meadowville Technology Park, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be right across the street, basically, and not far from where Lego is setting up. Uh, in fact, Ch- Chesterfield has had a couple of major announcements uh, recently when it comes to, uh, you know, big economic mm-hmm. de- development. And, you know, this is, this is a nice deal, for, nice deal for the county, um, you know, provided everything, uh, you know, comes to fruition. You know, not to make a fruit pun at all, uh, but, um, but uh, you know, unfortunately, we have seen deals that haven't come through. I haven't have no reason to believe these won't, but I've covered economic development announcements in a number of places that haven't come through either. So, mm-hmm. so um, the governor was there that also gave us a chance to ask him some questions. And this is going to be something I think it's going to be a big story um, tomorrow uh friday if it comes comes about and into the weekend and it's going to impact us at the grocery store and and basically every place else um there's a lot of talk of a potential rail strike um Mm -hmm. 
a freight rail strike. It's uh, the conductors and engineers for the freight rail lines. And um, the issue is they're upset uh, about on-call schedules. Basically, they're saying they're on-call 24-7 all the time, and they need more flexible schedules. Um, and so they have not been able to come to an agreement yet. The problem is, is one, if you take the, the freight, freight trains off of the tracks, that's a lot of supplies that can't get to where they need to go at a time we're already dealing with shortages. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've been to the been to the grocery store or someplace where you have found stuff that you normally would buy, not on the shelves. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's going to continue that. Plus, um, every line in Virginia right now that uh, VRE, uh, the Virginia Railway Express or Amtrak uses, is a freight line for the most part. Um mm-hmm. And uh, Amtrak has already canceled long distance trains talking about the Silver Star. If you take the train from Boston, uh, actually, I think it's New York uh, to Miami. That one's been canceled. Um, I imagine the Silver Crescent, which goes through New Orleans. um, That one's probably been canceled as well. And VRE, if this strike takes place, VRE cannot run um, Mm. their lines. And to be honest with you, that's how a lot of people get from Stafford and Spotsylvania and Prince William into DC. And that's going to take, that's going to add a lot of cars to the road up in uh, DC. So hopefully you don't have to make any trips to, to Washington anytime soon. Yes. So, so, but that's it. So the governor is basically looking for um, the white house to get involved. I don't know if the white house will get involved. The, you know, uh, the president having covered the president when he was in Delaware as a Senator, the president is a big proponent of the rail lines. Um, he's also a big union guy. I don't know if he would, you know, once again, mm-hmm. push back a uh, potential strike, but he's also got to be cognizant that, uh, you know, inflation and um, supply issues are going to be an issue coming into the, the uh, November elections as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he gets involved. I know I, not surprisingly that the, the governor is asking for him to do so. Uh, but the governor has nothing to lose by the by the president getting involved and has everything to gain. He, whether he gets involved or not, the governor still looks good because he's calling for the for the strike to end and for 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 things to get moving. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a win win for for Governor Youngkin, truth be told. So, uh, but that's the basically the latest uh, for now. Obviously, we'll be watching the strike, uh, the potential strike as uh, uh, the days go on. Uh, I think the last they can go on strike is Friday, so we'll we'll be keeping an eye on that. And obviously, uh, we'll uh, let you get ready to, to go to your meeting tonight, obviously. Yes. And uh, depending on what comes out from there, be looking on our website for uh, for stuff from that and be listening to tomorrow to see uh, what uh, you're able to get from that meeting tonight. So mm-hmm. so this has been the, the latest episode of It's News to Us. He's David Lefkowitz. I'm Matt Demline. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.